Welcome to the Being Fearless Podcast. In this podcast, we work on facing our fears so we can live our best lives. We all have a voice inside us telling us we can't. I'm here to tell you, yes, you can. I'm your host, Jackie Robbins. I'm a chronic illness coach, ulcerative colitis warrior, dog mom, and a fitness enthusiast with a cupcake problem. I'm also the author of Everyone's Got Their Shit. It's okay to be scared. Do it anyway. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode. I got to tell you guys, this has been a really exciting week. Uh, My book has been in the world for almost a week now and the response I've gotten was really just super overwhelming. You guys, in case you didn't know... um, I recently published a book. It's called Everyone's Got Their Shit, Navigating Life with Ulcerative Colitis. And the entire book is based on my journey with ulcerative colitis and all the bullshit that sort of goes around with it. I mean, I talk about all of the things. This is like a no holds bar. I'm literally right now an open book. Um, but I talk about all of the pooping issues, being diagnosed, hospitalizations, depression, anxiety, bathroom anxiety, not feeling good enough. I mean, you name it. I talked about it and I'll be honest, it was really scary to put that out in the world and I wasn't sure if it would be well received and I know I've joked on here and to almost everybody I know that I just sort of hoped that somebody other than my mom (laughs) would buy a copy and your response has really been just so overwhelming. I mean, I've cried spontaneously like a whole bunch of times from like text messages, phone calls, and just people telling me that they're so excited to read it. They bought a copy. Um, And also it's really surreal when you see people posting your book. Like that's really cool to me. So I just wanted to say right off the bat, thank you from the bottom of my heart. This is definitely one of the scariest things I've ever had to do. Um, I've ever done. I didn't have to do it if I didn't want to. Um, you guys know if you've been listening to the podcast a lot, at the end of every podcast, I always ask people, what do you think the most fearless thing you've ever done is? And I've never answered that question. So I'm going to go ahead and answer it for you guys today. I've done a lot of things that I was scared to do. Um, I was scared to go out into the world and do things on my own. Um, I was scared to try new things by myself. I was petrified when I bought my house and realized that I was going to be responsible for the entire thing. And that was like huge for me, but I have to, and you know, even just taking, taking that step forward to put yourself first is also scary. But you guys, I really thought hard about this. I think the scariest thing I've done is put this book out into the world because I've opened myself up to anybody's comments, anybody's reviews. And I've already thought about this. Not everybody is going to read this book and they're going to like it. Not everybody needs to read this book because if you don't necessarily have an affiliation with me or the disease, it might not be right for you. And I do hope with all of my heart that I can help, you know, 
just a handful of people, however many people, I don't know, but I just want you all to know that you're not alone because I felt so alone for my journey, but it is really scary. I put my darkest moments in this book and basically put it out on display for the world. And you guys know there's haters on the internet. Like there's some really mean people and I hope people are kind. And if they're not, I do fully understand that it has nothing to do with me and it has everything to do with them. Um, I haven't had a lot of haters, knock on wood, over the years, but I've definitely had a few. I don't know if I told you guys this, but I thought it was really hilarious that somebody took the time to send me an inbox message of a bunch of emojis where they're sticking their middle finger up at me. I don't know this person. They just decided they wanted to say fuck you to me randomly, and I was like, oh, okay. It's kind of funny, but it's really rude. Like, why would you just do that to someone? Like, I, I truly don't understand the hate on the internet. Um, if I'm going to, you know, comment on anything, I want to uplift you. I don't want you to feel like shit. Um, and sometimes haters can really make you feel like shit. So if you've got haters out there, you guys, you're in good company. We all have them. And you know what? Fuck them. Um, (laughs) so I have to say to that. Um, but yeah, I think the scariest thing is putting that book out. So I just wanted to talk about that for just a hot second. So as you guys know, I am not super tech savvy or anything like that. When I do things, it is almost always the hard way. This was no exception. This book took me two and a half years to write. I hired an amazing editor. Melissa, if you're listening to this, thank you so much. You guys, she was amazing. She fixed all of my grammar, spelling mistakes. And not only did she do that, but she just made the book better. Um, and she asked me to elaborate on things. You know, if I didn't think, if I didn't really elaborate, um, she asked me some hard questions and she just really truly helped me make this book the best version it could. Um, So super excited about that. And then the cover, a lot of people have talked about the cover and I'm going to be honest with you guys. I shot that cover with my best friend, Leslie and her sister, Lauren in Lauren's bathroom. Okay. So this is just a friend of mine's bathroom. That's just gorgeous. And we shot it with, I don't remember if the photo I used was from the iPhone or her professional camera. And then I just opened up an app called word swag on my phone and designed the cover. I mean, that was probably the simplest part of this portion, uh, this portion, um, this process. Um, so yeah, really excited that you guys love the cover. Thank you so much. I really enjoy that green dress. Hopefully I get to wear it for something other than a book cover. Um, so that's how I did the cover. And then I'll be honest, if you are considering being a published author, it is not as hard as you would think. I would say you definitely want an editor. You definitely want someone to make sure you're putting the best thing out in the world. But you guys, just so you know, Amazon offers free self-publishing. All I had to do was have the editor put it into a format, have my cover and all that good stuff, and you just upload it. I mean, it took me probably like 45 minutes to get everything done, but it was actually a pretty easy process, um, a lot easier than I thought it was going to be. The hardest part was writing the book. There were moments where I quit, 
there were moments I didn't want to do it. And everything I wrote when I first started got scrapped, like literally everything. I looked back and I was like, I don't like my voice. I don't like how I was saying. Um, but the one fun thing about me is you can probably, if you're reading it, you can hear my voice reading it. Like you can, it's my voice. Like I just tried to make things fun and light. Um, even though there were, you know, a lot of those dark moments. So I hope you get yourself a copy. I hope you read it. I hope you like it. Let me know what you think. I really appreciate it. Um, also, I wanted to let you guys know that the universe has definitely been sending me some signs recently, and I've been casually listening, um, but I think I told you guys I am big into the universe having your back, the universe providing, and the universe like sending you in the right direction. And this sort of goes on to listening to your gut, which is going to be a podcast in a couple of weeks. And I really struggled with this for a long time. Um, for a long time, my I didn't listen to my gut. I just ignored her. I pushed her voice down and I was like, no, no, I'm just going to do what I think I should be doing. And that felt terrible and led to like tons of anxiety. But recently, the universe has sort of been pushing me into a different coaching direction. I think I just wanted to be a confidence coach. I didn't want to call myself anything else. I didn't really know what kind of coaching I was offering. And when I've worked with coaches, they always tell you, you know, find your niche, niche, niche. What is that word? Can someone tell me? I'm not really sure how you say that word. Anyway, find your niche and go with that because there are so many coaches out there. There are so many people that can be helping others that you want to find your area of quote unquote expertise. And I felt like that was confidence. Like I can definitely help you build confidence. You know, this is what this podcast is about. It's about being fearless, going out there, raising your confidence, getting out of your comfort zone. But the truth is, Nobody comes to me specifically for confidence, you guys. Nobody. (laughs) They all come to me because they have some type of chronic illness that I appear, I have not overcome them, but I have appeared to sort of overcome them. People come to me to help them with their ulcerative colitis issues or their anxiety, their bathroom anxiety or their depression. And by no means am I a psychiatrist, psychologist, therapist, or anything like that. I'm just a woman with a lot of experience who tried so many different things to not feel like shit all the time. Okay? So... I finally realized when I launched this book that I needed to do a little bit of rebranding. So I am embracing it. You're hearing it here first. I'm a chronic illness coach. Can I help you with your confidence? Fuck yeah, I can. But really, I can help you work through those inner demons of depression, anxiety, bathroom anxiety, ulcerative colitis, That's really where I am. And when I wrote Everyone's Got Their Shit, it's all in there. Like a lot of it. I mean, I don't elaborate on everything, but at the end of each chapter, I actually give you very tangible advice as to what worked for me and just to try to help you reprogram your brain as to how you think of things. Like the the key to being fearless, you guys, is changing your mind on how you view things. A lot of people want to do things and they immediately talk themselves out of it. And, you know, it's totally out of fear. But what if we didn't do that? What if we decided, you know what? Everything's going to be okay. 
And let me tell you something, launching this book has definitely tested some things for me. As soon as I announced that it was out into the world, I had this crazy moment of anxiety where I was like, oh my God, should I have written that? Did I offend somebody? Am I going to get in trouble? And all of those weird what ifs came out. And then I just had to take that step back and breathe and be like, no, everything that was supposed to be in that book is in the book. So yes, I am declaring that I am a chronic illness coach. And you know what? Like my book, there aren't many of us out there. (laughs) I can tell you that with certainty. Um, FYI, just on that subject, um, there aren't no books out there that are like mine. Um, there are tons of memoirs out there, like tons and tons and tons of them, but nobody's specifically talking about ulcerative colitis. Um, people talk about like their battle with depression, um, anxiety, like Carrie Fisher's one of my favorite ones when she talks about that. Um, RIP. Um, but yeah, there's not really any books out there on ulcerative colitis. So I kind of thought, you know what? Why don't I go first? Maybe somebody will follow me. You never know. Um, but yeah, that's a little bit about that. So I'm sort of playing with my intro. Um, I've had the same intro since I've done this podcast a year and a half ago. And I'm going to play around with it. I'm not really sure where I'm going to land. So you guys bear with me. We're doing a little bit of rebranding here. I hope you stick with me because I promise the podcast every week won't just be about ulcerative colitis. It'll be about all the things like it always is. We'll have amazing guests. You guys, I have to tell you, uh, Melissa Ray, everybody wants her to come back on. Everybody loved her dating podcast last week. So you will definitely hear her again. And we might just, you know, talk about all the things or talk about things that people don't want to talk about. I'm not sure, but she was definitely one of your favorite guests and she's agreed to come back on. So that's awesome. So I will always cover an array of things, but I just wanted to throw that out there because I am in a process of rebranding and I'm always being honest with you guys. So I just wanted you to know that. Um, I wanted to make this a quickie cast, but I did want to give for those of you who haven't been listening long, I want to just give you a small, small synopsis on my journey with ulcerative colitis. I was diagnosed with ulcerative colitis at eight years old. I went through multiple medications, multiple hospitalizations from the time I was eight years old until I was 17 years old. And then in the fall of my senior year of high school, the doctors informed my parents and I that my colon was basically like disintegrating and not working anymore. Um, oh, I should back up. If you don't know what ulcerative colitis is, it's an inflammation of the colon, which basically means your, your colon is severely inframed, uh, inflamed. Um, your colon is your large intestine. So when I was in my senior year, um, the doctors decided that my only course of treatment would be to remove the colon. I'm a 17-year-old girl, and you just told me that I need to be cut open vertically in my stomach. Not only that, but I was going to have a colostomy bag for a few months. So not only are you going to fuck up my abs, and by the way, that is exactly what I thought of because I was big into fitness even back then. And you guys, I've seen a picture of me at 16. And you know when you're 16, you have all those insecurities. I remember thinking I was fat, but I look back at those abs and I'm like, damn girl, 
you almost had a six pack going on. Um, and I just, I roll my eyes at my 16 year old self who thought she was fat because she definitely wasn't. But now you're telling a 17 year old girl that you're going to cut her open. The first thing I thought of was, am I going to be able to wear a bikini again? <laughs> I know that is so, that is so superficial when I think of it, but also you're telling me that I'm going to poop in a bag for three months. And that was also terrible. Um, but you know what? That was the only course of action I had. And I forget the percentage of people that that happens to. Um, it's actually more common than you would think with the over 3 million people that have colitis or Crohn's disease. So they removed my colon. Um, I'm so lucky that I had an amazing support system. I have some of the most amazing friends and family a girl could ask for. And to this day, like I try to foster these relationships and keep them. And I hope everybody knows how much they mean to me because I like to tell them all the time. I'm the hugger. I'm the mushy one. I like to do the nice things or just send you messages thinking of you. Like I've told you guys to do. Um, but during that time, there was a lot of people that were there for me. And I mean, there were people I didn't know. My mom had friends that were like sending me cards and, um, this is just a fun side note, but Bath and Body Works, Sun Ripened Raspberry and Country Apple were huge back then. You guys, I could have opened my own Bath and Body store with the amount of lotion and shit that people sent me. And I laugh about it because I can't even smell either one of those anymore without being taken back to the hospital. Um, but I was pretty moisturized back then. We'll say that. I had a lot of it. Um, so yeah, I had my colon removed. Um, they gave me a colostomy bag for three months while my insides healed. And then they took my small intestine and sort of hooked it up to make what is called a J pouch, which is, a um, it's sort of at the end, it's right before your rectum. It's basically to hold your poop before it comes out. Um, and that's what I had. And after I had the surgery, um, and the recovery time, it was hard. I mean, you cut somebody open and you can barely breathe. It's, it was really hard for all you ladies out there who have had a C-section like that. Like you feel my pain, you know what I'm talking about. Um, so it took me a while to recover. Um, and the doctors did not prepare me for what was going to come next because what came next was, I don't know how I want to put this. Um, I was very loud in the bathroom. Like I would go to the bathroom and it was like explosive diarrhea every single time. And I was not going once or twice a day. I was going like five or six times. So if anybody was in earshot of the bathroom, I didn't want to go and I would hold it. <laughs> um, don't ever do that. Please don't do that. I tell people that all the time. Um, but yeah, nobody told me that I was going to have uh, volume control issues. And it's funny. One of my clients calls it the Boston Symphony Orchestra. When it happens to her and I have to laugh every time because I'm like, oh my God, I get it. And it sucks. Um, so a few years went by with that. And then in my early 20s, I completely lost the ability to go to the bathroom at all. I could no longer poop on my own. And I'll tell you right now, I still can't. And I wish for the days of the Boston Symphony Orchestra in my bathroom because that would be better than using the catheter that I have. Um, I have to self-catheterize every day, multiple times a day to evacuate my bowels. But you know what? It's okay because it beats the two years that I was so incontinent that I couldn't leave the house. Two years, you guys. I shit my pants 
literally for two years. I would eat something or I would not eat something. It didn't even matter. And it was just coming right through me. And it was, it wasn't one of those sensations where it was like, I have to go and you can walk to the bathroom and get there. It was, I'm going to go right now. Like my body gave me no warning. It just went and it was horrifying. And those are probably two of the darkest years of my life. And those were some hard things to definitely write about. Um, but I actually ended up going all the way to the Mayo Clinic and told in Rochester, Minnesota and told that I am a medical anomaly. Yay for me. Um, I'm like half a percentage of the population that just completely loses the ability to go to the bathroom on my own. And what they did for me is they gave me a red rubber urethral catheter to use. I affectionately call it the poop straw because you have to laugh at these things. And I've been doing that for almost 15 years. I That is the shortest version that I have for you guys, um, because obviously I want you to read the book, and I don't want to go on for lengthiness, but in the past 15 years, I've done tests, I've had pelvic floor therapy, I've done the holistic approach, I'm currently considering some acupuncture, so I'll let you guys know if I do that, because I think that'll be a fun little experiment to see, you know, how that works, there's so many benefits from that, but I've tried all the things. And I will never quit my quest to poop on my own, but for a very long time, I let that define my life. I let myself fall into a depression. I had severe bathroom anxiety. I sucked to be around. I mean, I've got 30 years of shit (laughs) that I had to work through, and that's why I called the book Everyone's Got Their Shit, because you know what? We do. Everyone's got it. I just felt for me, I got dealt a shittier, haha, deck of cards than um, other people. And I would like to think that if I can get through these things, then I believe that you can get through these things. Um, maybe that's selfish. I don't know. Um, but I can tell you that it took an act of God. <laughs> to get through these things. It took some very severe rock bottom moments in my life and it took a drive where I just had to stop caring what anybody else thought, put myself first and just go out there, find my happy and just own my stuff because for a very long time I was very ashamed of my journey. I hid it from people. I didn't want to talk about it. It felt like I was a poor me. I was a victim in my own circumstances, and I thought it was a weakness. I thought having ulcerative colitis and everything I've been through, I thought this was a giant weakness. And I learned in the past couple of years, I was born to have ulcerative colitis. I was born to share my story. I'm here to normalize the conversation about poop. That is what I'm here for. And you know what? It's not my greatest weakness. It's my strength, and it gives me strength, and every time I think about how far I've come, I am proud as fuck, so it's really surreal to have it all out there, and yeah, so I just wanted to share with you, that's literally like the shortest version I think I've ever told people about my journey. It's funny, when people ask me, I'm like, oh man, how much time do you have? Um, But again, we all have our stuff. 
and I just wanted to come on here, give you guys a little synopsis on that, tell you what's going on, do a quickie cast, share some things that I think are pretty fearless. Um, I hope you guys are doing well. As always, if you like this podcast, please share it with a friend. Give a girl a good review. Share it. I already said share it. Okay, I'm getting ahead of myself. (laughs) But you guys know our motto here. It's okay to be scared. Do it anyway.